Hello, and welcome to EM Insider with me, your host, Crystal Higgins. In this episode, I'm joined by Raphael Kassin, where we discuss whether Nigeria's presidential election will impact credit conditions and how attractive it is for emerging market investors. Is Nigeria a favorite pick for you at the minute as an investor? And have you been, what have been your thoughts looking at the, the fallout of the, the presidential election? Yeah, first of all, I mean, it's really interesting. Uh, Nigeria is one of the, I think if it's not the most populous, it's probably the second most populous. Uh, I think when you think of Africa in terms of industry and development, I think you you should think of South Africa and Nigeria. I think all of the other countries are smaller and have fewer people. Uh, I mean, they're quite diverse. Um, I think, I think the, Nigeria are also the biggest as regards the largest economy by GDP, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they they've had... Uh, you know, the, the party of the previous pre- uh, current president, but who's going to be uh, replaced, uh, running the country for, for a little while. And, um, and, and the, the, the main issue with these elections. And just to be clear, you're talking, so the winner, the declared winner with 9 million votes was Bola Tinubu from APC, wasn't it? That's right. Who is yeah. kind of, you know, the, the, in a way, he, he's part of the, the status quo, right? Um, but he uh, is not bad. He's okay. Uh, he just didn't have a total majority. And, and in fact, I've got lots of interesting statistics that show that these elections were quite different from others mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in, in, sen- in, the, in terms of the fact that he didn't win an outright, you know, out, out, out more than 50% of the vote, uh, that he, 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 but he generally won in, in most most uh, states, uh, but there are a lot of other interesting uh, changes in, in the politics. And actually that's, that's, a, that's a separate topic, which we can jump into in a second. But the main issue for Nigeria um, is that the market recently has been focusing very heavily on whether Nigeria can cover its current uh, payments, right? In foreign currency. Mm-hmm. And, and the market was betting that they couldn't uh, because they didn't have enough revenues. Uh, while on a debt to GDP basis, which is what we generally look at, they're around 40%, which is negligible. I mean, you, you, could, you could argue the US and most European countries are far above 100. Um, the, you know, the debt to GDP is, is acceptable, but the fact that they are close to being balanced in terms of how much they get and how much they have to pay in interest, that, that raised an issue. And as you know, the sell side and, and is always looking for something that will move markets. And they focused on that recently. Um, so just to, just to, so to what you're referring to are the sort of like fiscal fault lines around, say, their liquidity issue. Um, how that a lot of the revenue is going to be now de- dedicated to paying interest and maybe their foreign currency shortage. Are, are these all? Exactly. Okay. Now, you have to remember that Nigeria exports oil and oil prices don't look like they're going to be dropping below 50 anytime soon. Um, their issue is an administrative issue. They have fuel subsidies, which a lot of countries do have. Uh, and these fuel subsidies, obviously, they have an impact, a negative impact on the budget. So the three candidates were discussing 
the idea of reducing fuel subsidies, which would allow for more cash to pay for their interest expense. Therefore, uh, the market was looking at these elections as, as only positive because if everybody wants to, to improve the, the, the fuel subsidy situation, then it's just a matter of having somebody being elected and, and going for it. Uh, Peter Obi, uh, who, who came out third, uh, mm -hmm. has been quite aggressive. And, and he did comment that he would probably talk about some kind of debt restructuring. Sometimes people say debt restructuring without really understanding what it means and it scares investors. But, but, but what a lot of governments mean is that they would just profile debt in a way that they can repay more easily, that they, that they have fewer uh, short-term costs. I think this is an important point. I think, you know, but, but he did scare people a little bit, but I think, it, it, you know, the market understood that it wasn't going to be anything dramatic. Sure. Um, luckily, uh, you know, Bola Tinubu won. And I think there are, uh, well, there, there are two points here. Number one, on the 11th of March, they're going to have regional elections. Uh, and we have to see how they turn out. So I, I think it would be interesting to see, but I think that we have gotten the presidential election out of the way. Um, but the next interesting point is that the second and third contestants are not really happy with the results because they claim the INEC, which is the group that has organized the elections, um, had some inconsistencies in how it, it, uh, it sent data from the regions to the central uh, uh, area. So, so they are thinking, or they are talking about uh, suing uh, the INEC. Uh, and obviously what they want is to have elections again. Uh, I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, I think the difference is, is too, too wide. Um, and I think what we'll have is maybe some kind of, uh, maybe some kind of noise around the November, uh, the, the, uh, the March 11th uh, elections. Uh, for the regional ones. But I think that in the end, uh, we, we can kind of, you know, tick that box and say that we've had elections and the next step is for the new government to come in and work on the fuel subsidies. And at the end of the day, uh, it, I don't think, you know, at the yields that Nigerian bonds are offering nearly 12%, it's a no-brainer, right? Sure. Considering that, that the money just keeps coming in for oil. I was going to ask you, um you know, on the topic that you've already touched on around, you know, liquidity and um, issues around that. Are you, do you, do you right now feel confident that they could, is there, is there an issue around or worry around whether they can refinance their debt and get the liquidity they need? And does that impact your view of them as an investor? Uh, no, uh, I think this is, this is a really important point. Uh, since we've had the Ukrainian war and a lot of these lower rated or frontier uh, credits have had their spreads widening quite a lot, um, investment managers and the sell side, I, I have to, to, to highlight that, they've been really looking for, for countries that are going to blow up because obviously you make money out of that, right? Um, so, I, and I'll bring it in. On that, just... Just give an example about some of the maybe a lever that you would use to make alpha when that kind of a scenario happens. That's quite interesting. Well, I think and maybe how it, uh, how, you, you, how it plays out in Nigeria. Uh, well, okay. So, so the Nigerian story, I'm not worried about 
right? Okay. Um, uh, but you know what? What you've got? Okay, if we look at the at the at the battlefield uh, in 2022, and 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 compare it to what a lot of people were suggesting, um, we actually have had very few victims. Uh, we've had Ghana, which is restructuring. Uh, we've had Ethiopia, which continues to be looking to restructure, and we've had Zambia, uh, who already had defaulted anyway. Uh, I, I think these are the three frontier countries that have gone to outer space. Uh, a lot outer of the, space, what do you mean? Meaning it's really difficult for them to, who have actually defaulted, right? Right. Um, and, and, and there are a few countries uh, which people claim, quote unquote, they cannot finance themselves. Um, you know, you hear comments in the market like, oh, it's, a, it's over a thousand basis points in spread. So they're out of the market. Um, and there is some truth to that. Uh, but at the same time, we have to look at, the, at what's happening in the center of the universe. And the center of the universe, in my opinion, humble, uh, there are two important points. Number one is we have to wait for the Fed to reach the pivot point. And when that happens, interest rates will be either stable or they'll go down. And these emerging market countries will be able to finance themselves. Uh, and the second point, which I, as well as a couple of, of interesting guys on the sell side think, um, China, I don't believe will be a very important element in emerging markets uh, from here on. You know, people are saying that uh, if China grows, that's gonna be good for EM debt. I, I personally, I never really believed that very much. I mean, when they were growing at 8%, yes, I think that had an effect, but that, had, that was part of a global growth model. Uh, but at the moment, I think, you know, Chinese growth at 5% is, is non-consequential. Non um, so those are, those are the two important points. And they, they, in my opinion, will determine what will happen to emerging debt. So if tomorrow the Fed came out and said, we have controlled inflation and we're not gonna hike rates anymore, uh, then I think all of these emerging countries, the debt would go up and they would soon be able to finance themselves because their balance sheets would be much easier. The value of the dollar will go down eventually, right? And they would be able to repay more easily. Interest rates would go down, they could repay more easily. So I think what we're going through at the moment is a phase in which people are panicking. But if you look at 2002, we haven't had a lot of losers out of that. When we're looking at what some might view as, you know, drivers which are fiscal in nature and could be concerning, are you saying that, you know, if you're looking at the fact that, you know, there's a there's a high cost of borrowing at the minute, that's not, I know that's not unique to Nigeria, but it, it, it could impact, you know, monetary tightening. And I've also, the, the, I suppose there is the issue of, is there, in your mind an imbalance in the kind of the government budget in Nigeria at the minute and and you know is that set to continue to grow are these concerns for you or do they do they do they would they not impact your decision to to make a to to invest in Nigeria specifically I'm fairly comfortable with the way things are going especially okay. considering the yields mm -hmm. fairly comfortable look I'll, I'll give you another interesting point and this is a point where I think the market sometimes takes the wrong cue. Okay. Uh, Bolivia, 
Bolivia has over two and a half billion dollars in reserves. Uh, some of it is in gold, right? And they're talking about monetizing the debt. Uh, but nobody does research on Bolivia. And the debt has been left floundering, uh, you know, without a following, without interest, and with lots of fund managers afraid of buying it because they all they read the newspapers and they say, oh, they have $300 million in cash only in dollars. But they forget that they have another $2 billion uh, or uh, even a little bit more in gold. So the to me... Um, the market, it used to be that, 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 peop, that, that investors were a little bit more sanguine uh, and they, they weren't so afraid of some of these idiosyncrasies. You know, whether you have gold or dollars, at the end of the day, you should be able to repay your debt. I mean, Bolivia doesn't have debt until 2028 maturing. They have a 2023, which is basically uh, covered. Um, so I think what we have these days is a lot of people crying wolf. Uh, but because they see that the situation with U.S. Treasuries, they see China COVID and they try to assume uh, that everything else will, will go wrong. But when we look at the markets, I think we have a lot of countries like Bolivia, like Nigeria, where in Nigeria's case, it's just a matter of getting the house in order. And if you've got the three candidates for, for president, uh, saying that they will reduce the, the fuel subsidies. If a country doesn't have more cash, let's look at Argentina, right? Argentina is a prime example. They made a deal with these the- These are lines. These are, these are issues. Clearly. Yeah, well, we are looking at Argentina uh, having a change in government likely uh, by the end of this year. Uh, the parentists haven't really done a, a great job. The economy is, is in tatters and inflation is around 100%. And, and clearly they haven't done the job right. Um, the opposition will probably win because they have to, right? I mean, who would vote for these guys uh, to stay in power if they're, if they're making a mess out of, of the country? Um, so the Argentines have gone in and bought some of their foreign currency debt, uh, but we have to always ask ourselves, yeah, is that enough? Will they mismanage it, even okay. if there's a new government? With, say, Nigeria at the minute, taking into account the kind of the fiscal issues that we've spoken about and the foreign currency shortage and liquidity issue fault lines that we're talking about, how do you think the region, bearing all that in mind, will perform this year? You mean Africa? Nigeria. Ah, Nigeria. I think they'll be fine. I, I think at the moment they are balanced, right? In, in that sense, they don't have a lot of debt. It's just a matter of sorting this fuel subsidy issue out. And I think they will. Is this, are you, you're talking about the decline in domestic oil production. Is that what you think is the main concern? Uh, no, I think the, okay. The domestic oil production is another issue. There has been a lot of theft uh, locally, uh, but but that that goes up and down. You know, I mean, it's, this is another one of these interesting arguments. When it goes down, everybody talks about it. When it goes back up, nobody talks about it. Um, I think in the last numbers, it, they were up. I think if we look, okay, back going back three years, probably it's gone down. Um, I, I think we have to have some perspective. Um, every country, when it's gearing towards elections, 
uh, ends up spending a little bit more than it can and, and manages a little bit less and ends up being a little bit more populist because that's what gains you votes. Uh, but once you have a new government, I think it's easy to sort things out. And considering the, well, considering they have a lot of oil, uh, they can sort that out. They've been talking about it recently. They've had some, a, a slight increase. And considering that you know, debt numbers are not that high, it's just a matter of matching the cash flows. And I, and I, I would give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, so I'm not that worried. And before, that's really interesting. And before we finish up, I suppose, what positive moves do you think maybe more nervous emerging market investors are looking for when they're looking towards Nigeria right now? I think that's the issue. You know, they're worried about these fuel subsidies not being implemented. They are worried about, I mean, the, the main point that people were very, were very concerned about was getting the election done with. Uh, we do have, as I mentioned earlier, a couple of, of uh, lawsuits, right? Um, about the, the honesty of the INE uh, running the election. But I think that these will be sorted out. I think this is the biggest fear. The biggest fear of most investors is that all of a sudden we have a situation where we go back to where we were, were before. We have elections again. Uh, I, but I, I, I think that that's a low probability scenario. I mean, I could always be a contrary indi indicator, right? I mean, we are all, mm -hmm. you know, it's a buy the rumor, sell the fact. Um, I think, you know, in this case, if the election is uh, confirmed, which so far it has been, and it's been accepted by most of the, uh, you know, some, most of the large countries, uh, important countries, if we can say that, mm -hmm. uh, I think then, then, you know, we'll be, we'll be going to the next step. And the next step is, is sorting out the, the economics. Well, Thank you for that. It's a great note to end on. Uh, Raphael Kassin, um, as always, it was good to have you on the podcast again. Good to see you again. And we will chat soon.